This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio We're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, and powered by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. And a good Saturday evening, everybody, and welcome in to Saturday Night Live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Glad you're with us. I'm Joe Krause on a Saturday night on an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous Saturday evening in the Delaware Valley, along with J-Doc in the big chair. J-Doc, how are you, brother? I'll tell you, I'm, I'm feeling phenomenal. I'm in Ryan Boyer's chair. Certainly, I, I, I'm not filling his shoes, no question about it, but uh, uh, Ryan is being honored tonight uh, by one of our nonprofits in the city, and and uh, want to congratulate Ryan and his wife, and so... Uh, Certainly, I got the opportunity to be in the big chair, but uh, listen, I'm just, I'm just keeping it you warm. You sound Krause. different over there, Jay Doc. You I'm sound just, a little bit different tonight. Listen, this is where Ryan Boyer sits, where Johnny Doc sits, um, and certainly, uh, so I'm like I said, I'm just temporary. It's a little weird. It's a different different view, Krause. You look a little taller here. <laughs> it's Saturday Night Live uh, with a great show lined up for you uh, tonight here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Speaking of our nonprofits, a one big shout out. Oh, before we do that, before we do the shout out, our drum roll, uh, as we set our dinner table, J Doc, on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, in honor of Dan Loney tonight. Who is uh, <laughs> the Dan Loney show? But in honor of Dan Loney, we right. uh, we went to Lee's Hoagie House on Route Six Eleven in Abington today, right. uh, and we're doing a uh, South Philadelphia. Versus a Cheltenham special mm-hmm. uh, from Lee's Hoagie House. Uh, and I want to try and see which one wins uh, of the two. Now, J-Doc, when you arrived at the studio today, you would destroyed uh, both of them. Tell me about them. All right, so um, let me just say they were both outstanding, but um, you know, and, and and believe me, it took a couple bites uh, for me to uh, make sure that I I had a clear choice, and, and so the Cheltenham was outstanding. It was a smooth sandwich. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, uh, great texture um, and a uh, lot of... South gr- Philly or Cheltenham, Well, J-Doc. hold on. Uh, Cheltenham had a lot of flavor. Uh, um, however, um, the South Philly... Uh, hoagie was outstanding, and there was a it was a, a little bit more uh, spices involved, uh, a little tangier. Uh, and what really got me to go the South Philly way is um, I love the uh, I love the roll. The roll was absolutely outstanding. But let me say this: if I was on a desert island and the Cheltenham was the only one I had, I'd be doing pretty special good. Special thanks to Lee's Hoagie House in on six eleven in Abington. Uh, for providing tonight's menu as we set the uh, dinner table here on Saturday Night Live on Talk Radio 1210. We're getting nothing done, J-Doc, in this state. We're getting nothing done. And ladies and gentlemen, it's time, and I hope you hear me, Delaware Valley, it's time that we don't bury the lead. The important details that are going on are now toiled in relative obscurity with confusion and chaos. 
It happens daily, every single day on the national side of the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. J-Doc, the leaders, I think, are lost. And the voting public, they care about what affects them, what affects, what affects us. Jobs, wages, quality of life equals a vibrant economy. Here's Congressman Brendan Boyle on Saturday Night Live one week ago. We know that we are 10 times better than the Republicans uh, when it comes to these issues for working people, no doubt. However, as Ryan pointed out, for too long, the votes of blue-collar workers were just taken for granted. Taken for granted. And now, and now after November, people realize you can't take them for granted. We're getting nothing, nothing done in this state. If you're like me, if you're like me, I'm sick of the Russia story. I don't care about Russia. I have no interest in the results of the investigation into Russia. I'm tired of hearing about special counsel Mueller, collusion, the partisan divide, and all of the storylines that will ultimately cost you, J-Doc, and cost the citizens of the state of Pennsylvania and the citizens of this great country. Don't bury the lead. Senator Bob Casey, last week, right here, on Saturday Night Live, following the health care bill that was defeated. The Republican Party nationally, the, the, the House members and senators, they want to do two things, right? This isn't about health care reform. They want, to, they want to decimate Medicaid, and they want to give rich people lots more in tax cuts. And that's, that's not some opinion. That's exactly what they want to do. And as long as they're going to try that, I'm going to stop them for now, but we still will have a big battle ahead because, look, the, the Republican Party nationally, the, the, the House members and senators, they want to do two things, right? This isn't about health care reform. They want, to, they want to decimate Medicaid, and they want to give rich people lots more in tax cuts. And that's, that's not some opinion. That's exactly what they want to do. And as long as they're going to try that, I'm going to stop them. Now, if they want to really work on health care problems, I'll work with them. But if they're, going to, if they're going to keep doing that, I'm going to keep punching. We're getting nothing done in this state. In an article in the Huffington Post published today titled, Donald Trump is the fast food president. Workers are in trouble, J-Doc. Workers are in big trouble. Do you know what the minimum wage is in this state? You know what it is? I mean, seriously, if you're listening into the broadcast here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, do you know what the minimum wage is in the state of Pennsylvania? How in the name of prosperity, how in the name of independence can you work for minimum wage and survive in the state of Pennsylvania. Don't bury the lead. We live in a world where perception is not reality. And the sooner that the Democrats and the Republicans understand the facts, the quicker we can fix the process. It's left all workers in the state of Pennsylvania, J. Duck, sucking the bottom of the well for air and a safety net. Don't bury the lead. Coming up on the big show today, Wendell Young IV, who's the president 
of the United Food and Commercial Workers Local 1776 will join us in conversation, one, about the minimum wage, and then two, about workers' protection. We'll deal with that uh, over the next 30 minutes. Uh, Wendell Young IV is one of the most passionate labor leaders throughout Pennsylvania, and uh, you know he's got a lot to say. We're going to spend an entire evening with him. We're dedicating... Uh, you know, our show to to, uh, you know, Wendell's uh, opinion and his uh, the passion uh, on the issues of the minimum wage. How do you live? J. Doug, how do you live well, in the state of Pennsylvania at seven twenty five an hour? And I'm trying to understand it. I'm trying to understand the mentality. Somebody please uh, call me at eight, five, five, eight, three, nine, twelve, ten and tell me. What the mentality right. is the for benefit? keeping the minimum wage at seven twenty-five? What am I missing? What am I missing? Why does the minimum wage remain that low? And why don't I understand why it should be there? I mean, Wendell's going to talk about uh, raising the minimum wage and why it's important, and he's going to talk about the Trump administration's undoing of worker protections. And you talked about the. Uh, it's funny because that that article uh, about the fast food Trump, uh, the Trump administration being the friend of the fast food industry. When I first started reading it, I thought they were you were talking about you know the workers and you know it was good for everybody. But uh, it's, <laughs> he's not trying to help the workers. He's helping the already. Listen, every time I hear about the fast f- food industry, I think about McDonald's and like a trillion sold right. They need that, you know, they need as much help as the, you know, the man on the moon. You know what I mean? They, they're, you're talking about trillionaires probably. I mean, I don't know if they're trillionaires, but you're talking about multi, multi, multi billionaires. And they're talking about, um, you know, getting rid of overtime, getting, you know, make, you know, there's no benefit. There's so many things that these workers don't have. And it's, they're just not high school kids anymore. That's, that's the perception. And Wendell Young, the fourth is going to uh, get on here and we're going to delve into these topics, man, because they're so incredibly important. Maybe I'm missing it. Well, one thing I want to say, one thing. When I, you listen to um, Senator Casey, who was on here last week, he's talking also about the national uh, health care situation. You, you know, you were mentioning, you know, the states, you know, you know, in trouble. But let me say something else. Gridlock, when you look at Washington, D.C., and you look at the Trump uh, victory, you know, the, the, the presidential victory, that, that was about people being sick and tired of the status quo. What's interesting is... Uh, we we are you, 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 our our statewide situation almost mirrors that when you have Democrats uh, going one way and and Republicans going the other way, and you know not all working together uh, to you know get a budget for example you know you know is it that difficult to understand why Republicans would want to borrow one point five billion dollars uh, to to uh, bridge the gap between the uh, you know, for the budget. I mean, let's not forget that. Uh, who who said it last week? It was Ryan Boyer. You're not borrowing money; you're buying it because there's interest on that money. Tony joining us here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, Tony, help me out here uh, on Saturday Night Live uh, regard uh, with regards to uh, the minimum wage. Help me out, Tony, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Those kind of positions are supposed to be passed through positions. You're not supposed to spend your entire career on the bottom rung. You know, as as we progress, we're supposed to, you know, move upward and get paid better and leave those jobs behind for people who are coming in behind us. Tony, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that there are, for example, elderly people working these jobs who lost their pensions 
and there are no other options at their age. And so, okay, they find themselves I'm in not that even situation. Sure, but, J-Doc, I'm, and, and tell hold on a minute. I'm not even sure I care uh, about the reason why. To me, I'm trying to, and Tony, uh, feel free to weigh in. I'm trying to understand the dynamic of $7.25. And, and I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but when I do the quick math and I, and I, and I multiply that out over 40 hours or however many hours I'm, I'm, I'm going to work, assume 40 for for, for argument i'm making fifteen thousand dollars a year i'm trying to understand why that's okay to do it it's, it's not okay to do it for an adult it's that they're the kind of jobs that kids should be filling people who are going to school that kind of stuff they're, they're not the kind of jobs you you have to have unfortunately in this world and you know this you climb the ladder yourself to where you are you have to no do we lose tony tony Yep. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. To, to, we lost uh, you for a second. Lost, you, you, drop, you dropped out for a moment. Yeah, Go ahead, finish you have, your point, you Tom. Have to continue, you have to continue moving forward. Society doesn't give me, you, or anybody else a, a, ch- a chance not to. Tony, I, I understand that position. And, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to, 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 to be able to, you know, have an opportunity when I was a young person. Um, Unfortunately, uh, this this situation when I talked about the, uh, the you know the senior citizens finding themselves in that situation, but also just in general, the, the minimum wage being at seven twenty five, and the situation is what it is. Uh, people are on public assistance and working twenty five thirty hours a week, and so uh, you know, and and, and when, when they say twenty five thirty 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 hours a week, they're not getting health care. So to me, you know, it's a race to the bottom. Keeping somebody at seven twenty-five an hour, they can't afford to live. They have no health care. They're on public assistance. It doesn't work for me. Uh, uh, Tony from Turnersville, thanks for calling in to Saturday Night Live. Appreciate it, Tony. On Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT. It's Saturday Night Live with Krause and J-Doc in the studio. Shout out to Ryan Boyer, who's being honored tonight uh, for his work with the nonprofit. Uh, We'll continue the dialogue on the 2017 minimum wage, and we'll deal directly with the state of Pennsylvania. I can give you all the states, but at 725 an hour, J-Doc, weigh in at 855-839-1210. We'll take your calls. Wendell Young will join us when we come back after the commercial break. Quick shout out to Charles King. Remember Charles, the blind power lifter who was in the studio two weeks ago while Charles King won a gold medal. I won't participate on behalf of ourselves here at Local 98 or the Philadelphia Building Trades in conversations that are purely dominated on social issues that don't affect our jobs. Saturday Night Live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. A good Saturday evening. Shout out to a good buddy of mine. Driving around, listening to Talk Radio 1210. My buddy Jay, Jay Doc, and the irony of the text I received from Jay is that the first time I ever went to Lee's Hoagie House with Jay was back in 1984, I think it was. He must have been about three years old, (laughs) And he's listening to the broadcast tonight, and it's ironic that Lee's Hoagie House... Uh, uh, provides our meal tonight, and um, we challenge. Uh, we didn't do the roast beef, but we did put the Cheltenham versus the South Philadelphia uh, challenge together. Uh, J. Doc, you pick South Philadelphia. We'll get Glenn's uh, opinion and his thought 
uh, as the show rolls on here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, powered by the law firm of Pond the Hockey Stern and Giordano, fueled by our good friends over at Thrive Financial. 19 states began the new year, the new year being 2017, with higher minimum wages. We're talking about $7.25 an hour in the state of Pennsylvania. A lot of people want to weigh in, Richard, up in the Northeast. Hang tight, Richard. We'll bring you into the conversation uh, in just a moment. Uh, Wendell Young IV, president of the United Food and Commercial Workers Local 1776. Uh, joins us here uh, on Saturday Night Live. Wendell, good evening, sir. How are you? Hey, Joe. How you doing? Hope you're having a great weekend. I appreciate it, man, and thanks for weighing in. Wendell, um, certainly um, these are topics that are that you're passionate about. Let's, you know, if you will, um, because we we had a little discussion earlier, and you have so much information. Let's let's start off, uh, you know, uh, regarding the, the minimum wage and, and bring you into that discussion. Uh, set the table for us. So uh, this is a huge problem, and, and Pennsylvania is a great example of, um, of of a state that's that's really been left behind. The people of Pennsylvania have been left behind. You just said 19 states started off this year with raises in minimum wage. Uh, many of them have indexed it annually, so we don't have a repeat of this where uh, we'll have uh, a decade or more or two decades before it's raised again. Uh, states, look at our border states, Ohio. New York, New Jersey, all raised the minimum wage. Uh, Ohio, 815, New York, 970, New Jersey, 844. All those also indexed it so that it'll continue to go up each year. Even West Virginia. Now, you know, let's face it, it's a little friendly rivalry between states. We think we're better than West Virginia. Sometimes we look at that as a little too rural for us. Um, but even they have an 825 minimum wage. Maryland, 925. But when you look around the country, uh, here's, here's what you see. You see a lot of states that have already moved well past $10, already up into the $12 and $13 range. You have states, and I'll use a couple examples, who are moving towards by 2020 or 2022 to be between 13 dollars and an hour, and then indexing after that. California, for example. Now, we all know California is kind of like their own nation. They're more progressive than the rest of us, which is, I think, a good thing. Look how successful they are. But um, when you look at that, they're at $11 uh, coming this uh, January. By January 1st, 22, they're going to be at $15, and then it gets indexed to CPI beginning January 23. That's the gold standard for this country. But look at a couple other countries or or, uh, states like Colorado. Certainly not the bastion of liberalism, right? They're currently at um, going to 1020 this coming January, and in another two years they'll be at $12, and then indexed after that. Wendell, um, help, Wendell, help, help me. I don't want to get too far out on that until we get there, but help me out on 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 725 an hour, Wendell. I can't. I'm having that. trouble. I'm having trouble understanding how how that even still exists. It doesn't work. It doesn't work for our state. It doesn't work for our country, and it doesn't work for Pennsylvanians. You know, we are tied in last place with a small handful of states who pay the same minimum wage as Puerto Rico. Now, Puerto Rico is part of the United States, so they don't have to follow all the same rules. They're at seven We're at the bottom of the barrel. We haven't raised the minimum wage in a long, long time. 
uh, a raise to the minimum wage. Here's what it means. Someone working at minimum wage, working 40 hours a week right now, um, you know, only makes a little over $15,000 a year. Now, think about that. A health care plan for a small family costs more than $15,000 a year. All of these people working at minimum wage qualify for some sort of public support, often multiple uh, uh, types of public support. Um, one of the big expensive ones, Medicaid. The same conservatives who won't uh, reduce or, I'm sorry, raise the minimum wage, they want to get people off of Medicaid. You want to get people off of Medicaid? 100,000 Pennsylvanians will move off of Medicaid if they simply raise the minimum wage to about 10 bucks. Uh, it'll create about uh, $50 million in Medicaid savings, uh, and that's very conservative, and it'll bring revenue to the state. You know, we have a budget problem. The hole in the budget that we're having, the last hole we're trying to fill is about a two $300 million hole. Other than that, most of the stuff's been agreed to. Raising the minimum wage to a little over $10, 1010 which still isn't enough, would plug $225 million of that hole just on income taxes. And what we all know, anybody that's studied minimum wage, you know, the people who make minimum wage or anything near it, they spend everything every week they get. So in addition to the income off the increased income, the income taxes off the increased income, there's a multiplier effect. They buy the products and services our economy produces. So if you use the pizza shop analysis, they're going to buy more pizza. They're going to buy bigger pizza with more toppings. That creates more jobs. That creates a more tax base. It percolates through the economy. Right. And, you know, another thing, we hear from the other side that this is all teenagers who are going to waste it and it's not going to go for good. Not true. Overwhelming majority of the people, 90% who are on minimum wage are over 20 years of old, uh, uh, and, and, and a quarter of them, are people with families and raising kids, single moms. 60% are women. When now, are you, if you when, want to help the neediest people in this economy, raise the minimum wage and solve our budget problem when, right when, here. In Wendell Young, the fourth president of United Food and Commercial Workers, Local 1776, weighing in. Uh, Richard, Wendell, stay with us. I'm going to have you join the conversation along with J. Doc and Krause here on Saturday Night Live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, Richard from Northeast Philly uh, weighing in on the topic that I can't understand tonight, and uh, Wendell is shedding some light on it, why we are in the state of Pennsylvania uh, toiled in relative obscurity and earning $7.25 an hour as the minimum wage. Richard, welcome to Saturday Night Live. Sir, how are you? How are you doing? Good, man. You how know, you doing? I listened to this minimum wage uh, argument for years, and my point was always people should demand a $25 minimum wage, and then we'll see what the result is. Because really, that's the only way we're going to stop all this Illegal immigration, which is 99% for the benefit of the billionaires. They're the ones who push for this, including the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. You know, for years I was a conservative. The first time I broke was two, three years ago when I listened to all this crap. And it's always the same. They talk conservative about the Constitution as they break the Constitution. Wendell, I hope you get a $25 minimum wage because I guarantee you there won't be very few workers. There'll be computer-aided kiosk. That's what's happening in McDonald's now. 
you got to limit the supply of labor. That's the only thing that works. Believe me, Silicon Valley is the same damn way. They give all the money to Democrats because they talk a good game, but in the meantime, they flood the country with people, software workers from overseas, and they pay them at $40,000 a year instead of the 120 that they should be paying Americans. When, when are you people going to wake up? Wendell, you say what? Oh, I, I agree. that We ought to have the highest possible minimum wage. You know, Henry, we all learned in elementary school, we learned about the industrial age of our nation, that even Henry Ford, no Democrat liberal, knew that people couldn't buy his trucks if they didn't make a decent wage. We have a service economy based on retail, hotel, hospitality, fast food, dine-in food, shopping centers that is mostly minimum or near minimum wage employment, and most of these people cannot participate in our economy. And that's not good for a nation's economy. It's not good for a world's economy. And uh, sustaining a livable wage to, to, to get above a sustenance level, depending on whether you're married, have several kids or not, you know, is somewhere north of $15 an hour. So the caller's right. I think his name is Richard. Yeah, Richard, want, Richard, wants you, Richard wants you to get $25 but, but, but the one thing, I would I, love to have $25. But he, Wendell, I think he was, to... but I think he was being a little sarcastic, and I'll tell you why. I don't think he was. Well, he, he mentioned the kiosks, and, and what I mean by that is this. He, you know, he, at the end there, he said, which he, I didn't get him. If, I mean, I didn't, I, you know, until, until what he said at the end, he, 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 he in essence said, uh, tw- I mean, and he said $25 and he said it. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but he said it for about three minutes. And then at the end, he said there's going to be computerized uh, kiosks like some of these fast food places are creating so that they're you just push in and, and there's nobody waiting on you. And, and, I, and I, I don't care about that. I like that. The reason I, I don't like it is because I, I, I went into Panera. I went into Panera. I, like, I went into Panera Bread, and I like I like being able to order. Yeah, well, on the I, mean, ki- I like being able to order on the kiosk. But that didn't change the fact that the two people that were working behind the counter and re- and were preparing shouldn't be making seven twenty five no, an hour. Yeah, my point is this though: uh, you know, we're going to technology ourselves out of a out of a, a half of a workforce. And okay, I get it. We're we're, we're moving forward, and technology is important. But there's you know, providing jobs for Americans is also important. What's American about creating technology that's going to put half Joe, of our workforce out of the... Joe, yeah. uh, I, I do have a, a comment on that. Wendell, do it. Do We're it. never going to be able to stop technology in its tracks. It, it, there is some good sides to technology. The people that need to build, service, maintain, a program, operate those systems are vital. But when you have a workforce made up of a large number of service sector employees at or near minimum wage working below the poverty level... They can never reach out and and afford to get the training to get those jobs at that newer economy, at that technological advancement. Uh, when I think of it like in the building trades, I know a lot of the folks in the show are, are from the trades. If you can't afford to do the apprentice program, you're never going to get that union job. It's the same in anything. And and the problem is keeping the minimum wage at seven twenty five, keeping it low, even if you raise it to nine ten dollars, it's still not enough is keeping people in the poverty cycle forever. They never have a chance to get the skills and education to move up, uh, grow with that growth and that evolution in the economy. Got it. Saturday Night Live on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. More with Wendell Young when we come back after the commercial break, along with J-Doc. I'm Krause in the studio. Thanks so much uh, for tuning in here on a Saturday night as we roll along. Help me understand why... In the state of Pennsylvania, 
The minimum wage is $7.25. Back in a moment. Interact with Talk Radio 1210 WPHD right now on air and online. Facebook.com slash 1210 WPHD. I believe there's room, okay, for the national building trades, the local building trades, that have partnerships with the Trump administration as it pertains to energy, as it pertains to infrastructure, as it pertains to the undocumented worker. Back on Saturday Night Live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness. Serious doctors for serious injuries. Powered by Pond Hockey Stern and Giordano. Fueled by our good friends at Thrive Financial. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. 36 minutes into the big show, along with J-Doc in the studio, Wendell Young uh, joining us on the uh, hotline uh, and still with us as we're right in the middle of a uh, of an educational conversation and I'm and I still haven't learned I still haven't learned the subject matter Wendell uh, on why uh, the minimum well, wage remains uh, at 725 and that's a good question Wendell why do you think uh, we I mean and I love the information you're providing uh, one of the most basic questions is why would why would the minimum wage still be at 725 it's very simple. At both our national level and here in Pennsylvania state level, uh, the lock that uh, wingnut conservatives have on our legislature, in this case, the White House. You know, Donald Trump, who has spent a lot of time campaigning and talking like, even even this week, and appearing in West Virginia with a, what looked like a working class uh, crowd of people, uh, claims to be trying to um, uh, help and lift up um, the workers of this country, but, you know, he doesn't talk anymore since he got sworn in about raising the minimum wage. He campaigned on it, but he doesn't talk about it anymore. And all indications are his administration uh, has completely abandoned it because the conservatives in charge of both houses of Congress do not want it. It's the same problem here in Pennsylvania. Governor Wolf wants one. He wants a robust one. He'd love to have a $15 minimum wage. Um, but the conservatives, the, the, and I mean the ultra-conservatives, not some of the moderates some of us know in the Philadelphia area of the Republican Party, but, but the real conservatives who run the Pennsylvania legislature, um, calculating to you know, business and industry, will not raise the minimum wage. And, and I think that hurts all of us. Wendell, agree or disagree with this statement? If you want to increase the minimum wage or have a healthy minimum wage, not only in the state of Pennsylvania, but across the nation, across this country, getting a handle on illegal immigration and legal immigration is certainly one way to attack the low wages that are held in check by illegal immigrants. I think they're two different. I think there's a relationship, but I, I think when you, you look at what it takes to raise the minimum wage, it just takes an act of the legislature and at the national level act of Congress. And, you know, the people that are lining up in the private jets at Reagan Air, uh, Airport in Washington to influence Congress, you know, to them it's really not about uh, uh, immigrants or non-immigrants. It's just keeping more of the money that comes through their cash registers. You know, when you go to Walmart, you go to Target, just think of all the retailers out there um, uh, and fast food restaurants. You know, the issue is not illegal immigration. Now, the other side, the conservatives like to paint it that, well, you know, there's all these people flooding and taking all these jobs. There's some of that. Um, but that's not really the issue. It's really about greed 
by those who control the uh, processes industry and the, the venture capital funds, the direct equity people behind them, that is all CFO spreadsheets that show a uh, little tick in minimum wage costs us some of our huge profits. So that's, and that's all this. Wendell, ahead, do, do you think there should be a double standard in regards to small businesses, because you got the you got the Chamber of Commerce, and they um, you know routinely oppose any increases in the um, in the uh, minimum wage, um, and you know as you certainly in our movement, you know we 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 talk about the issues, but you have the WalMarts, you have the Walton family, you have the billionaires in the far rights, and then you have your corner mom and pop. And certainly, you know, I mean, clumping them all in the same boat uh, can be difficult and, I mean, it, 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 unrealistic, if you will. And so do you think we should, you know, you know, kind of well, treat them both differently? Well, well, I mean, the guy what? up the street is trying to feed his family, okay? Maybe the uh, worker or the business? The business, the okay. business owner. I mean, I'm just being realistic. So what is it that you mean? This is the age-old problem about this. What do you mean by small business? Some states have tried to address this by... Um, saying like, and I'll just make something up. Sure. Um, you know, employers with less than, um, you know, 26 employees or 15 employees or 50 employees. You know, if you're a small firm, let's say a, a, a real estate firm with 10 employees and everybody's pulling, um, you know, a hundred grand or more a year, except the three secretaries. Right, well, right. That's not the kind of small business that they're painting on the TV screens, right? Right. So you have to be very careful about that. I have a little different view. My feeling is, if you can't make a decent profit and sustain a business while treating the workers who work for you, even if it's one person, decent, then you shouldn't be in business. You shouldn't make that profit on the back of someone that you're keeping in poverty forever. Sure. I agree. I mean, it makes sense. Certainly. um, I just, I I, I agree with the statement 100%. What I don't understand, hold on, J-Doc. Sure. What I don't understand, Wendell, uh, and then J-Doc, you're welcome to weigh in uh, as well. Given that premise, what I don't get or understand is the why, because, and you pointed it out, I think you referenced some statistics behind it, but the, the more revenue that an individual is going to make from a higher minimum wage is going to stimulate more money within the economy or within their circle or, or from that from that small business yes yes when wealthy people make more money whether it's through their their income or their investments they tend to reinvest they'll spend some maybe buy a boat or another vacation home, or jewelry, or whatever. When workers make more money, who are already living paycheck to paycheck, they spend 100% of that new money. It does If it goes into a savings account, it's a small savings account, to get them past the bumps that are inevitably going to come along the road, like a raise in rent or something. But workers spend everything they make, and the less they make, the more likely they spend everything. And you know, a, that creates a multiplier effect in our economy, which is good for everybody in the economy. Sure. And, and you know what another point is, and, and, and as, as, as a business owner, because I've had owned my own business, when you pay a higher wage, you get more quality employees. You I have mean, less money recruiting, you have better retention. Uh, with better retention comes experience, with that comes efficiencies. Exactly. Um, there, there's a lot of reasons to do it, but today's world, everything's run and owned, with few exceptions, by 
large venture capital firms, Citibank, Goldman Sachs, you know, uh, all those kinds of folks, Bain Capital, Mitt Romney, and they don't look long-term for two, three, five, ten years. Uh, they look at the next fiscal quarter and next year. It's all about increasing return on investment in very short time frames. They're really not interested in the long run because they don't own anything that long. That's what's different than when a lot of us grew up and people wanted to go work for companies that stayed here for a long time and they wanted you to stay here a long time. It's not the way it works today. I've done a number of TV and radio shows with small business people from the different chamber groups outside the outside of Philadelphia and over the last few years on this issue. And every one of them said, you know, I pay, to answer your question about small business, I pay more than minimum wage. I want good employees. I want them loyal. I want them to, to work hard, and I want to reward them for that. Um, and, you know, one of them said, I wish they would raise it a little bit every year so we're not having this debate every 10, 15 years with a huge jump being considered. And we have, then I can plan and budget in my business. And that's the difference between people that are really out trying to run a business and make it in this economy versus legislators who have no, well, freaking idea what they're talking about. If you're listening to the radio show, if you're listening to Saturday Night Live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, uh, take a moment, do the quick math while we go to commercial break. Um, 40 hours a week, 52 weeks a year, at 7.25 an hour in the state of Pennsylvania, equals what? I don't want to. I don't want to give the answer, Wendell. I want you, if you're listening, to do the math. We'll talk about it after the break. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. More with Wendell Young, J. Doc, Krause, and our listeners when we come back on a gorgeous Saturday Night. Wendell Young, the fourth. President of the United Food and Commercial Workers Local 1776, kind enough to uh, stay with us uh, for much of the conversation, dealing with minimum wage. Uh, Wendell will have six or seven minutes uh, to uh, talk uh, or to come to you before uh, we say goodbye. Quickly, though, let me bring Mark from Hatboro uh, weighing in with the question on, uh, Mark, I'm trying to understand your question here. Why don't unions start opening stores and paying 15 an hour? What is it you want? Yeah, so Wendell, I used to work at Acme in Doylestown back in the early 80s. I even um, even protested Carrefour with you hand in hand. Ah, so well, my back a little while there. Yeah, I don't know if you remember me, but, yep. uh, yeah, we, we hung out a little bit together. So, so my question to you is, and this has always bothered me over the years, why doesn't the AFL-CIO have their own brand stores? and pay people the wages that, that they want. Instead of going into other stores and getting other companies to raise their raises, why can't the union take the lead, have their own store like a 7-Eleven or a Wawa or a Burger King? So, Mark, if I can, real quick, you, you, you bring up a, a great point, and, and you, I'm sure, remember our union actually uh, did that a few times. Um, where we had employee-owned stores that were um, facilitated with a lot of help from the union to help the folks organize around how to own and operate their own stores. We could do a whole night on just no, that. No. I, I don't have enough time left yeah. here to answer it. No, we're okay. I can't answer for the AFL-CIO, but I, I can say it's, it, it, it is you know, the job of unions to represent workers, not run or own the businesses, although it does happen at times. It, it first ha- happened 
Washington's of course, have one of the biggest surges, and it happens in this country as the steel industry was collapsing. The steel unions became prominent in um, initiating worker-owned um, uh, ventures to take over the failed uh, steel companies to try and keep those jobs alive for a while. But we could do a whole show on that. I think it's a great idea. Uh, it's happened in a number of countries, including here, but it is a very detailed conversation. Uh, Mark from Hatboro. Mark, thanks, thanks for, Wendell. Thanks for taking Thank us, you, taking Wendell down memory lane, and thanks for the call on Saturday Night Live uh, with Talk Radio twelve ten. Uh, quickly, J Duck, I want to get I want to give Wendell the the the, the uh, platform here, and we only have a couple of minutes left. Um, uh, you asked the question before um, we went to break. You know, that number is $15,080. And another way of looking at it is... 15, 15, in, 15 grand in 52 weeks. That's right. For an entire year, you work at minimum wage, 40 hours a week, it equals $15,080. Uh, not enough for an individual. And remember, a lot of the people making minimum wage are single parents or couples. Uh, it just doesn't work in this economy. Another way of looking at it is... That's the equivalent of what the minimum wage was in 1968. Wow. When you adjust for inflation of consumer products. Uh, that is unacceptable in this country today. We have so much wealth concentrated amongst such a few people uh, in, this, in this country, and, and the people have, have become mega rich, and we have so many people. In Pennsylvania alone, if we only raised it to 1010, we would lift the income significantly of 1.2 million people, and we would take 100,000 people off the Medicaid rolls where they would then qualify for other types of insurance, saving taxpayers uh, $50 million at a minimum, and increase revenue to the state by over $300 million a year in taxes and other uh, other uh, uh, money. Um, but this is part of a bigger problem, and why I only have a moment or two to go. Um, you know, this week, we like like every week since President Trump's become president, you know, it's like every day multiple flashbangs go off that divert our attention from issues like this to uh, Russia and the election ma- uh, uh, manipulation and, and who knows what, you know, obstruction of justice, whatever. Um, but what, what's happening because of that is people aren't paying attention to this issue. And, and on top of this, we have a president who went to West Virginia this week to stand in front of uh, uh, thousands of workers and talk about how he's, he's on their side. Well, here's what his administration's been doing. They've abandoned the change in overtime rules that were on their way when he became president, um, which are, are, are over a decade stale and out of date. He's moved away from raising the minimum wage. Um, there's an issue called joint employment where, you know, companies like McDonald's, Burger King, others, and lots of retailers like Walmart and others use subcontractors to do work for them and then claim that it's not their fault that these people were cheated out of wages, injured on the job without insurance, and a whole host of other problems, uh, and they avoid responsibility. Well, you know, under previous administrations, they've been moving to close those gaps and enforce rules that, that made multiple companies responsible, uh, not just the subcontractor who would then go out of business because it was a shell company. Um, there's a whole list of other things that this administration is not only moving away for, from, but already changed. Um, the original appointment to the NLRP was ahead of a fast food um, right, um, Carl. You know the, the Carl Jays or whatever it was called. Right, um, the, the big fast food chain. Now he didn't make it, and Acosta's in there. But already Acosta has started moving away from things like the joint employment rule, and they have a long list of things they're going to do. So while this president still stands in front of workers and says he's going to lift them up, um, all this chaos that's going on is distracting people 
from what's really happening behind the scenes is they are unraveling what little fabric is left of the safety net mm-hmm. for workers and their families. And this is bad for our country. I think, it, when, decades, I think the distraction, the, Wendell, goes goes beyond... I mean, everybody's worried beyond, about his darn Twitter, Twitter account. But I'm saying, I think, it, I think the distraction goes beyond even us, the voters. I... I, I, I I mean, it's a great smokescreen, brother. Let me tell you right now. Those in the Democratic Party, those in the Republican Party, can we work on issues like the minimum wage and, and move forward? That's my point. That's my frustration. Back to the opening monologue. Don't bury the lead. And that's what we're doing today. We're allowing that to happen. And, you know, we have a whole generation of people. Actually, I, I really think one whole generation and part of another um, millennials and the Xers behind them who are um, really disenfranchised with the process. If you think about it, when we hear that 54% of the people voted in an election, you and I both know that that's 54% of the registered voters and less than half the people are registered to vote. So we have 25% or less of the people electing these ultra-conservative legislatures in government international level. We have to change that. We have to, we have to go back to what was happening in the 60s and 70s and, you know, we can't protest on Twitter. We've got to protest in the streets. We have to fight this. The, the millennials and the X generation who have the most to win or lose by these issues we were talking about tonight, they have the votes. They can change this. Right. Absolutely. You've got to get them registered now to vote. Wendell Young, the fourth president of United Food and Commercial Workers Local 1776. Wendell, uh, thanks so much, man, for uh, being on Saturday Night Live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. It was my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you, Wendell. Uh, Good uh, good stuff with uh, Wendell Young uh, here on Saturday Night Live. Glenn, where are we on time? Help me out here. Two minutes. Okay, Jay Doc, uh, back to the original monologue. Uh, Sure. uh, Don't bury the lead. Well, I mean, the point also, I mean, if you listen to Wendell, and let me just tell people about Wendell. Wendell represents... Uh, thousands and thousands of workers. Yeah, he's in the more. soup. He's no. a, he's he's well, right in the tank. Absolutely. He, you know, we've talked about it many times. The uh, the wine and spirits workers. Uh, you know, guys like Mike Terzai, uh who want to who want to put. They're not going to rest until they put five thousand workers out of out of a job. Would be the biggest layoff in the history of the state of Pennsylvania. Let me tell you something. That's for another show, J. Doc. No, I know it's a, it's for another show. But my point is, he's on the front lines. He's representing a lot of people, and he sees what everybody sees. We maintain a seven dollar and twenty five percent twenty cent minimum wage we're going to have people uh collecting public assistance working 40 hours a week now what we're complaining about the welfare state people are complaining about it give people a minimum wage a, a, a higher minimum wage and let them care about their jobs that give them something to lose saturday night live here on talk radio 1210 wpht don't forget on a lighter note uh, Eagles open practice tomorrow down at the link. There are this, other union workers. The right. second of two as the Eagles get underway uh, with an open practice and then their first preseason game at Lambeau Field. How about uh, that? Starts on Thursday. That's going to uh, bring our uh, big show to a close. Again, congrats to Ryan Boyer for uh, his recognition, him and his wife being recognized uh, this evening. And we send our uh, prayers and our thoughts uh, every week that we do this broadcast out to John Doherty uh, and to his wife uh, as things roll on here in the Delaware Valley. On behalf of uh, Jay Doc, Wendell Young, Ryan Boyer, who missed bringing food, and for Glenn, behind the glass. Stay tuned for the Dan Loney Show, tonight from 8 to 11. I'm Joe Krause.
see you next time. I seen that open space. I hope you're saving that for medical marijuana because I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm a big fan of that, and I just want to let you know we're talking big numbers. We're talking, as you know, they're talking trillions, but we're talking mucho billions around here of unionized pension money. I haven't heard in six weeks one conversation about Russia yet. That's the reality. They come to me about jobs. They come to me a little bit about Obamacare, but they don't come to me about Russia. And with Philadelphia jumping out of the seams as a hospitality town, we need our transportation to be clean, efficient, safe, and on time. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.